Yeah, so welcome to a new episode of our MBSE podcast. It will be the last episode before Christmas and the last one this year. Uh, this time it's about a hot topic from the world of SysML modeling. It's about the exchange of SysML models. Um, while in the early days of SysML, it was mainly used to transfer a model from one tool to another tool, there are more and more use cases that not other SysML tools, but analysis, et cetera, tools want to access only some model information. So our guest has been with us before uh, in an episode about the MBSE tool Lemon Tree. It is Daniel Siegel from Liba Liba. And Daniel, welcome. And please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Daniel Siegel. I, I'm paid by Liba Liba but I'm also active in other groups. I was the co-chair of the implementer forum of the ProStep SysML uh, forum, where one of the goals from the industry was uh, that we uh, develop or uh, present ideas how to interchange SysML in the automotive industry. I'm involved in the INCOSI standards department, and I have a simple vision. Um, to be able to work with various tools on the same model. And SysML, ALM, all these, all our models, but today we focus on the SysML side of things. Yeah, and I think uh, many of our listeners have the same idea or have the same problem to work together, to collaborate with other people on, uh, on one model, but um, yeah, from your point of view, why is it so important to, to exchange uh, data and why why do we need some kind of a standardized interchange format? Uh, uh, one, uh, there is various reasons and various angles on this topic. Uh, one is that data sheets are just not a very good way to interchange uh, information about cyber physical products. Uh, it's too short, you would need something like a SysML uh, model that you send together with your product and not a data sheet uh, for the integrator to integrate it in their systems. One scenario. Other scenarios is you might have one department working with tool A, the other department working with tool B, but they have an overlap in a new project where parts of the work from Team A and Team B are integrated into one new system. Uh, and also the typical supplier-buyer uh, relationship where you where you have to standardize on the data in your in your um, procurement. Oh. So, um, so it's about exchanging really the model and not yeah, you mentioned the, the documents, no? like the data sheets. Yeah. Um, but do you think we, we still need the documents? Or, or, or in other oh. words, how should, the, for example, the supplier then read the model? I, 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 in my vision, uh, OEM tries to build a new electric car and mm -hmm. they define the interface uh, for the inverter in SysML. And then they send out this interface in the tender project and several tier ones answer with their, with their structure that has to fulfill the interface that was defined by the OEM. 
then they pick a vendor, send more details, send more requirements in SysML format. And at the end of the day, they get the model back uh, from the vendor to integrate in their um, whole car model, you know. And I think this, and it needs to be a process, uh, agile process where you can update in iterations and stuff like that. And not just like, uh, here is the inverter finished product for SOP and here's your model. It is a more collaborative and agile process. Something that is pretty normal in software when you look at how people work with Maven or, or NuGet packages. Mm. Yeah, but I think this is exactly what, what is not not industry standard yet. So people are used, especially in, in hardware, they are used to exchange CAT documents or neutral formats like JT or STEP. But um, that's what I t also tell people. And Wait 10 years, then you also have to deliver a SysML model. Yeah, and, 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 and this is all about my vision. I was working for a domain-specific CAT uh, tool vendor in 15 years ago, and it was all about our format has to be our format, you know? Yeah. And we did things that the competition cannot read our formats and stuff like this. And when you look at CAD today, uh, if you cannot deliver STEP or other uh, interchange format, even DXF in a proper way that's readable by machi other machines, you're done. You're out of business. Mm -hmm. And I think the same will happen to the modeling industry that you need a proper a relatively looseless exchange format between tools or you will be done you will be out of the business SysML is a standard no? it's a, well it's a specification from the omg and it is an iso standard and the, the document specifies uh, the language which contains the, the the data structure so to say of of, of a SysML model so it's already there so what's what's the issue with ex exchanging SysML models between different vendors Mm, that there is a lot of freedom in the implementations. And these are for various reasons. Some tools build on, on different architectures and data structures behind the scenes. And, and so there is, and also there is some freedom how to interpret uh, the XMI. Most of the current tools were developed as UML tools at some point in the time. So they have a lot of heritage in their data structures. And if you do a real world check uh, to exchange SysML models with XMI, the results are pretty frustrating. And the most frustrating part of it is when you do it, you need a very expensive guy to validate the transform, uh, the, the, mo the mo moved model uh, with two expensive tools and you need a really expensive guy that understands SysML to validate if what came over makes sense or not. And we are talking about safety critical systems. So if this machine job of transferring the model uh, does indeterministic results, uh, it, it's crazy. Simply mm -hmm. doesn't cut it. Hmm? So you mentioned XMI. Um, so what is XMI? Oh, XMI is to some extent uh, a very open format based on XML where you can um, serialize all sorts of models. 
but it was never designed for SUSML as a specific uh, domain-specific format, you know. So it has a lot of overhead, a lot of complexity. It's virtually impossible for a human to look at an XMI and say, this is SUSML compliant because mm. it, it's open for all options. It's a very clever architecture and it makes sense. It's super flexible and you can do anything with it. But this being able to doing anything is very hard at these boundaries between companies, between tool vendors. It creates a lot of issues. And many of these XMI-based generic formats have this problem in some way or the other. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but we three are not the only ones who have these ideas. So uh, you already mentioned the workflow forum or implementer forum from ProStep for yeah. SysML. Uh, we know that there are people throughout Europe and the United States uh, who took this challenge and have solutions. Uh, what is there on the market? I think on the market, we have to do some some separations. Uh, there is one group of open source and commercial projects that basically try to load various models into a central repository where they can interlink the models. Uh, this is okay if, you, if your main goal is traceability, but if you want to do um, more like collaboration and maybe even agile collaboration in iterations and so on, this is a bit of a problem because you have everything together in one tool in the center, uh, but you cannot start the work in tool A and continue in tool B and then give it to a third department that uses another tool to finalize or bring their aspects of the systems engineering into it. Uh, notably, there is the OpenMB community in the US, largely driven by NASA JPL. Uh, this is a very powerful group because there is uh, industry behind it, there's resources behind it, and they are doing a great job of integrating uh, various models. Uh, then you have commercial products like from MIT uh, that, or from or from, from Christian, from Compact. No, 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 we don't have, uh, huh? uh, we don't have something there, but uh, I wanted to link in the, in the recording, the video where we had Chris Delp about the OpenMB. <laughs> ah, uh, <laughs> and for, for our users, it will be somewhere here. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you have other two other solutions that try to read models and there is more generic solutions the grandfather of this model uh, conversion solutions uh, was formerly called reichmann so whenever you heard somebody that wanted to transfer models from one modeling to the other tool they said reichmann and reichmann was a company in munich that did a pretty good job in transferring models either one time or establishing a, a process. Uh, this was now also acquired by MIT. So MIT has a lot of, of uh, resources and know-how when it comes to uh, transforming models from one tool to another. And then you also have initiatives that try to improve the, the XMI like the Myvik uh, model interchange working group from the OMG. I think we will go into more detail 
on that a bit later. And the new kit on the block is from the OpenMBE camp, the Aerospace Corporation uh, open sourced something called MTIP. Uh, it's implemented already and shared in GitHub on NumFocus basis for Cameo and Enterprise Architect. And they did the hard job of finding the model in between a neutral format, uh, how you can represent uh, SysML from those two very different tools in a way that you can transform it from one tool to another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's worth that we sometime uh, invite Christoph Bergner from MIT yes. to this podcast. Yes, he has. Yeah. No, yeah. Christoph is really very knowledgeable on this model transformation stuff and 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 also he has both approaches in his camp basically. Hmm. But it's all about model transformation, no? so I so I transform all the data from one format to to another. So I, I, yes. I create a copy. No? And yes. Then they get out of sync. So yes, and this is where my big passion comes in or uh, what pays my rent is basically that we build tools to different merge those models. And what's key to be able to do that is that you have UUIDs or, or GUIDs as they are sometimes named unique identifiers for elements across tools. And I think this leads us to the next topic. This is one of the big promises that industry and uh, and, and vendors hope for a new system LV2 standard that finally we will have an interchange technology uh, that's based on UUIDs. So an element keeps its identity on its journey through tools and doesn't become a new element in the other tool. Mm -hmm. At least for its general identity, but also the version, if you have a versioned container, uh, will have a second ID. Yeah. The version of one identity yeah but but which is okay if it's a pair but mm -hmm. an element has to have its id through its right. whole life cycle and there's plenty of use cases where you need this mm -hmm. for example if you have a big problem in with, with one part of equipment and you need to find out in which project this equipment was used Mm, mm. If it has different IDs in different projects, you're doomed. Yeah. And and if it keeps its identity because it's the same thing, it's the same switch, it's the same uh, motor, it has to keep its identity like a serial number or, or a pr maybe SKUs can be really messy. I don't bring this example. <laughs> But that's quite yeah, interesting. But... Uh, I had several discussions about that. Uh, when in SysML v2, we have the, the textual syntax, so we, we can program SysML, so to say. Yeah. Uh, and if we do that, we, we currently we have no UUID in, in the code and um, in the SysML v2 code. And people want to use the SysML v2 textual syntax as an interchange format, which is, well, it's possible to do that. Uh, so it's it's like in the programming world, um, but in the programming or the software world, we also do not have UUIDs in the code, but we interchange information. So how does it fit together? So so from my perspective, for the complexity that uh, SysML models contain, it's a bit um, 
worse than than for source code because at the source mm -hmm. code level basically uh, it matters that what you compile works and that your test tests work and so on so I, I do not necessarily care so much about the code dom if the code dom is the same in visual studio and eclipse it doesn't matter mm -hmm. the compiler creates something out of it i care more if the compiler uh, creates stuff that works the same in in, in both tool chains uh, for the model it's different because the graph is the value the graph is the know-how how to build the system and therefore it's key in my opinion uh, that the elements keep their identity because mm -hmm. there is no compiler we do not compile a product from the model the model itself is the product and that's why it's a different situation and i really panic when i see this textual notation because users have to be aware if they copy and paste from one sysml v2 tool to another sysml v2 tool the textual notation they will have two different models it's not the same anymore and mm -hmm. this is really <clears throat> it might look cool in in theory it might look cool on a stage, uh, but in the real world, it will not fulfill the interoperability promise that people need. Yeah, it depends. Depends from my point of view. So I also see, um, I see use cases where it doesn't matter that you really know that this was the same model iterations before, especially if you have you you offer some some downloadable example model or something there i really don't care about uuids and it's really really easy to um to to understand for for the human as well as for the machine it's easy to copy and paste it in an email in, an, in a word file and transfer the information and i think this is also worthwhile to mention that today we are really speaking about interchange we are we are speaking about creating a copy of the information and giving it to somebody else this is totally different yeah. to the integration approach which we um, some months ago had uh, axel reichwein in another mm -hmm. talk um, who where we talked about oslc which is also a binding available for sysml v2 for the api and services and this is a another topic we will have in yeah about march or april next year in a, an episode but the the problem yes you're right imagine um uh, we have a, a product and as part of the product uh we provide a sysml uh model uh after that we do a re-engineering of our product and we have a new version of the SysML model, or maybe we had a claim and, uh, and some issues where we really needed to update the SysML model that we ship with our product uh, for, for legal reasons. And now if people do copy and paste, how do you ensure if you ship your product uh, that the user of your product will have the proper update of the model? Mm -hmm. Because if we, for example, have to rename an element or uh, it doesn't know it's renamed. Yeah. Yeah. Or if yeah, it, that's it, a good point. Huh? Huh? 
So, so people, so what I heard that people would like then to put the the systeml text files then, for example, into a GitHub, uh, and and then you get an ID from from GitHub, but then you have well, then you have your UUID, but but yes, on, on uh, systeml file level, no? it's, it's yeah, not a unit, it's not model element level, it's then package and, or whatever level. And you know, this is exactly my game. I think this from morning to late. And I know, yes, you have a commit ID, which is better than what we have today. But if you need to rename an element, or maybe your Japanese tier tier two has to rename the element so his engineers don't build crazy stuff, uh, it, it's super messy if you only have text and no IDs. Mm. And, mm. and this is my day-to-day uh, -day job to solve these puzzles. And, and this is why I'm so strong on this concept of UUIDs. And I'm a bit sad mm -hmm. because in the beginning, we always raised this, that one of the big things that the vendor community wants is that UUIDs are part of the, of the standard. Because XMI ID is some kind of pseudo UUID, you know? Uh, if you follow the standard, you can write anything there, but you could also opt to write the UUID as the XMI ID. Mm -hmm. But nobody does that. And so it was really, I think most vendors agreed that this would be the best solution to have. And now whenever you see something about systemlv 2 it's mostly the textual notation. Yeah, but well, it, it is planned that the textual notation will also get the UUID um but it, it was was it was a discussion is, is, is it just a textual syntax or just a view on the model then yes. of course well a uid is mm, mm, does not look very good uh, in the view nobody and would like to see it uh, but now more and more people think about well it's also a very good interchange format um so then we need the uid in the system uh, textual syntax uh, and uh, last week at the omg meeting in austin um, again, we, we discussed that, well, it will very likely be part of the system. And, and another very interesting thing is I have customers in the US and customers in Germany. In the US, people tend to care less about the diagram layout. And in Germany, mm -hmm. diagram layout seems to be a lot more value a lot more engineering time runs into diagram layouts apparently and so this is also a point where, where i see that the textual notation uh, will be a bit problematic uh, to to create diagrams that look yeah. the same you know and mm -hmm. at the end of the day you create diagrams for humans if mm -hmm. you do the work to create diagrams and therefore this is another thing where i worry a bit that this textual notation is maybe not the best way to interchange models between tools or in a in a vendor buyer situation procurement yeah. style yeah. collaboration. Yeah, I, I can't really imagine how the textual notation will be equipped with UUIDs. So the only chance you have is to have kind of comment or decorator yes. in the same line. Other yeah, thing yeah, I can't imagine. The tools must, of course, hide them because well, automatically like yeah. Them, no? yeah but yeah. if you copy and paste you have to introduce them again mm. and uh, and yeah. uh, this is my my problem with the textual notation is I, I think it's a very easy way to make people 
aware of the concepts, but for these interchange scenarios that I wanted to be solved, it, it creates a, a strange impression because it's like a bit, you build a feature just for an RFI. If I show this, I can say RFI, yes, we can interchange data. But for people that are heavily involved in these interchange things, I know, okay, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. And this scares me a bit, not to create the wrong impression at the customer. And we had meetings with customers that said, no, nah, no, nah, we wait, because in SysMLV2, there will be no interchange issues. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> But this, the textual syntax is not the only uh, option to yes. interchange small models. What are the other ones? Uh, luckily, from the API side, they believe more in like a JSON file format, probably. As far as I'm informed, interchange yeah. models by directly talking uh, to the SysML v2 API. So there yeah. is also a standard to to connect. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it's it's really really important to to distinguish the API from the file based uh, interchange, and um, yeah, everybody can find it in the GitHub repo of SysML v2 in the in clause ten of the kernel specification. This is uh, the chapter about uh, interchange, and uh, there you can read up that there will three serialized formats. Uh, so uh, the one we talked about recently, the te pure textual notation will have a .sysml file extension. Um, and then there will be a JSON file extension um, for a JSON format, which also includes UUIDs. And yeah, this will be, I think this is what, what you prefer, Daniel. And yes. yeah, as a third option, we have the good old XMI. <laughs> because yeah. also SysMLv2 will be mapped to MOFF and MOFF-based um, languages can be can be exchanged by XMI. Daniel, what, what is your, uh, yeah, your opinion about it? Will that work? <laughs> XMI in uh, it SysMLv2? Will work. It will work it will work in end-to-end -end solutions. So if I know the problem space, if I have a whitelist for the language used, it will be, work, will, be, will be able to work. As a generic solution, I don't believe in it. But mm -hmm. if I have, for example, a customer that uses uh, block diagrams with this and that feature, and I, he wants to move it from uh, tool A to tool B, that is a solvable problem. If it's not solved out of the box, this is something companies like us and others can solve. Uh, but a generic solution without uh, a white and blacklist and some model validation is virtually impossible to solve in a, in a, in a way where I can say, that's it. We are done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was, yeah, was... Uh, quite... <laughs> Tim, go, go ahead. Uh, um, maybe you would like to say the same. Uh, last week, uh, it was quite interesting in, in Austin, um, we talked about that, about model interchange with uh, SysMLv2. 
And uh, one issue with XMI is you know, that, that there's no clear way how to modularize large projects. I mean, it's always one XMI, but um, and Sysmal V2 will get a, a, the concept of a project, and inside the project is then the the serialization format, and it can be um, yeah SysML, textual syntax, JSON, or whatever. Um, and the project also gets um, metadata, and it's possible then to do this modularization. Yeah, you have different projects, and you can describe how they depend on each other. So that's um, yeah, yeah. And quite promising what Ed side of it's presented last week. Absolutely, Motor and it solves... Yeah. It, it solves... <laughs> please, then Modularization is generally a good concept, uh, but with the complexity of the graphs behind it, it makes stiff and merge very hard if you split out models in too many files and you don't have a plan uh, which files are kind of read-only. If it's mm -hmm. an approach like a Maven or Nougat approach where your model components are released and kind of stable and your project is the only um, often changed file, then it's possible uh, but many of the tools that split their projects in multiple files have big issues when they have to support stuff like feature branching mm. yeah but i think there therefore we also have to mention there is uh, pretty much already thought through so uh, the project is a concept which holds multiple root elements or can mm. hold multiple root elements uh, then there is uh, a second uh, restriction that in one file there is only you're only allowed to have one root element and if you're combining multiple files to a project and you want to transfer it you have a kernel something archive uh, kpar okay. uh, container which is a sub container yes. basically if you have a container, oh, everything is good because you know what belongs together. If you don't have containers, it's hard. We also, mm -hmm. maybe this is also an interesting side topic uh, that a very large customer of SysML projects uh, was so fed up with the interchange that they simply decided that one tool vendor's format is their interchange format. <laughs> mm. And it's one of the largest SysML uh, consumers and producers in the world. And they were so done that they said, you have to provide this file format. They didn't say use this tool because this would have been not possible for legal reasons, I guess. But they said, you have to provide your data in this file format. Mm. And there's a whole ecosystem uh, of companies that, that transform models into this specific file format for this specific customer because they have the market power to do that. Yeah. And so I think this open approach is like having a, an open format that is defined in open source projects and um, pushed by organizations like Aerospace Corporation or NJPL is the best promising way for, for me going forward. Also, when it comes to migrating parts of projects from older versions of SysML to newer versions and so on, this rather domain-specific 
neutral format is is for me the best approach I'm aware of or where I would invest my money in. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a little bit similar with with this um, vendor specific format, uh, like uh, the Office formats from from Microsoft yeah. or so on. It's also the the yeah, same standard. Uh, although we have open document standards, but. Yeah. Mm. And, mm. and I can understand it from their perspective. It's a perfect solution. Nobody, they do not force anybody to use a specific tool, but they force people to deliver in this file format, which is basically a archive with XMI in it. And yeah, it, it's mm. the only solution possible. But I think going mm. forward, and if we talk about how things should work in the 20. In, in our time, I think an open format similar to step approach or so uh, would be a clear way forward. And don't forget, I like to um, see the team very often lately, models shall be machine readable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. so, well, yeah. that's why we, we do all the modeling. No? Otherwise, yeah. we can uh, use PowerPoint again. By the way, PowerPoint is also machine readable, but uh, the machine reads PowerPoint semantics and can create great presentations and layouts, whatever, but it cannot understand, oh, there's a block, there's a part, there's a state machine. Um, But we need the support of machines, of course. Otherwise, Mm. uh, we cannot develop uh, complex systems without the support of machines. My my big hope is that the kernel formats uh, don't give too much... uh, yeah too much space for interpretation so especially the JSON format and uh, yeah then then we could have the chance to get a machine readable format which is interchangeable over tool boundaries um, for a whole family of uh, modeling languages because kernel or SUSML is just the first language of the kernel family and, and this is where where we uh, agree to disagree. I would prefer to have a SUSML specific exchange format where a block is called a block, where a port is called a block. I'm scared with the past experiences and the huge amounts of money that have been sunk in XMI or RecIF solutions to interchange uh, that the generic file format is again hard to test, hard to deliver solutions that are uh, industrial strengths. So if it was my call, I would design a file format where a block is called a block and a schema Mm. where a port has to be inside the block and an XML schema or JSON validation on top of it. So humans and machines alike can tell very quickly if the file they receive is the language they want. Yeah, maybe then the text-based uh, file format is uh, with UUIDs is your thing. <laughs> could be. Hmm? Could be. Yeah. I could imagine, when you ask me, I could imagine that if the text-based format is is serialized in JSON with UUIDs, this would be very close to my idea of how it should be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in, in yeah. any case, it will be 
quite interesting what happens in the future as will be game changing. So if we, what we see how people react on, on this textual syntax thing and, and JSON format and so it's, so it's, well, a lot of things happens. So and a lot of things will happen in the future. So it's yes. quite interesting. It will hopefully go in the right direction. <laughs> I will tell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think, well, oh, it's yeah, already more than 30 minutes that we talk about interchange formats. And definitely we could talk more, uh, another 30 minutes about that. <laughs> Quite interesting topic. Um, but yeah, let's close the session here um, and maybe create another episode next year about this topic. Uh, yeah, Christian, you already mentioned one potential episode in April or so. Let's see. Um, What's our next topic, Christian? That's a good question. Do we have one? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. You're right. That's... that's a good question. <laughs> no, we have no. Uh, we have many ideas, but have not arranged uh, the next episode yet. But well, maybe we can do that um, this year and announce a new date already this year. Um, but it will definitely happen uh, yeah, in January, I guess. Yes, and... that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, with that, uh, Daniel, thank you very much um, for joining us. And um, yeah, finally, uh, do not forget. Trust us. We are systems engineers. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Daniel. Bye-bye. <laughs>